From Relay FM, it's time for Analog, episode number 27. Today's show is brought to you by lynda.com, where you can instantly stream thousands of courses created by industry experts. For a 10-day free trial, visit lynda.com slash analog. Squarespace, build it beautiful and bushel, a cloud-based mobile device management solution for the Mac, iPhone, and iPad. My name is Mike Hurley, and I am joined by the one and only, the fantastic Mr. Casey Liss. Hello, Mike. How are you? I'm very well. How are you? I'm I'm doing well. You know, I thought about like screaming and being hu- hugely over enthusiastic, but then I wussed out at the last second. I wouldn't have wanted you to do that. Well, I I thought it would take you by surprise, and I wasn't prepared for that. I would have been very surprised. <laughs> I'm pleased you didn't do it. You're you're welcome, sir. Uh, so we have some follow out. You're really trying to make that a thing. That and fetch. Fetch. Have you not seen Mean Girls? Why well, would? Never mind. Now I know how John feels every week. Anyway, so you're trying to make follow out. I thing. don't know if if me not getting references to Mean Girls is the same as you not getting references to anything popular in like the last <laughs> twenty years. I don't know if it's the same kind of thing. Did you notice, by the way? I assume you followed uh, Dan Morin as well yes, as John. I did. did you notice today? I- I've taken it as my personal mission that anytime I notice a pop culture reference and anything that John Syracuse may ever run into, I've taken it upon myself to tweet at John a link to the reference and then an explanation of the reference. And I think I'm probably driving him insane. So if ATP ends in the next couple of weeks, it's probably because of me trying to redeem myself from missing all these references. Where does Dan Moron come into this? Uh, right. Because he had written a post, I think on six colors Maybe it wasn't Six Colors, it was somewhere, um, which was, I believe, titled My Voice is My Passport. It was which, Six Colors. Which uh, is a reference to the movie Sneakers. Have you seen Sneakers? No. If we ever do Analog at the Movies, that's what we'll do. Okay. Because that's an excellent film. Uh, I really enjoy that one. Um, anyway, so I tweeted John, copying Dan, of course, a link to that article, and then uh, I explained that it was Sneakers. And John never, ever replies. And I don't know if he even reads them, but it makes me feel slightly better. See, originally I thought that you meant, like, if he, if, if John makes a reference, you... Oh, no. It can be anywhere on the internet. Yeah, Mike. no, I can see why that would be really annoying. Whatever. I have to redeem myself. It's okay. I don't know if it does redeem you. <laughs> <laughs> like, his references that have got nothing to do with me that you're getting. Like, maybe yeah. John doesn't even get them all. Like yeah, actually, could he probably be. does get every reference. Yeah, he probably does. He's he's an encyclopedia. It's ridiculous. So anyway, so coming back around, we have some ATP follow out. Yes, it's just I'm I don't really have anything to say. I just wanted to to just uh, throw my hat in the ring and say that the conversations that you guys have been having about email recently, obviously, <laughs> I like them uh, and I agree <laughs> with them. And I can't even imagine how much hell your life's been about it. Like, I can't imagine it's been nice to receive uh, people complaining about you complaining about email like I got a lot of email about complaining about email. Yeah, you know, it's uh, first, it's very nice of you to say, and I appreciate it. Um, it's it's a weird thing, because as I said on ATP, and, and I'll very quickly paraphrase here, I didn't really understand why Marco never replied to my emails before... I was part of ATP. And now I get so much email that I reply to almost none of it. And now I understand why Marco never replied to my emails because it's just an overwhelming flood. And I get a tenth as much as he does. So, and probably less than you do, Mike. It's just insane. I can tell it's changed for you because when we originally did our episodes, you were a lot less harsh than you have been on ATP in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, it's just, it's been, it's been tough. I just, I th- and I feel guilty about it. I feel so guilty about it, but I've just tried to learn actually in some part. And I mean this in a complimentary way in some part, because of your tutelage, I've been trying to learn that, you know what? It's okay not to reply to everything. Life will go on. I, I, I really liked, and I think I said this to you at the time when I was listening to the show, I really liked what you said about nobody signs up for an email just happens to you. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, technically, yes, you do sign up for it, but it's not in the way that you mean it. But like, it's not in the yeah, way yeah, that you yeah. mean it. Like, it's not like an email newsletter, right? Right. You just have an email account. It's like it's not like junk mail, but it's you know, 
If it was junk mail, it would be easier because then you would ha- I would have no remorse in instantly sending that. Not even it would go. Do not pass in uh, archive. Go straight to trash and do not collect two hundred dollars. But it's uh, yeah, it's like junk mail with people's emotions. Yes, it's like junk mail with baggage. For gosh sake, junk mail is such the wrong term. Like it's well, not it's what still, I intend to. No, you're right. You're right. It's not. But I, I understand your point. It's that it's unsolicited email, and it has baggage, and that's. But then there's like, so, but saying it's unsolicited is also like kind of like a misnomer though, isn't it really? Because you are kind of soliciting it. On account of being awesome? If you stopped reading email (laughs) on the show, people would stop sending it to you. Oh, no, no, that's a fair point. And actually we talk about this a little bit on today's episode that we recorded yesterday just came out, I don't know, like two hours before we we were recording tonight. Um, somebody wrote in, I'm not going to go very far into this at all, but basically somebody wrote in and said, you guys should be thankful that you're so lucky that you get email from listeners who care to spend the time to, you know, write in. And and we've gotten this email in various flavors several times over the years, but this one was, I thought, the most reasonable and level-headed about it. And so we talked about it on the show. So check out uh, ATP 104, there I are now, think. There are now three episodes of ATP consecutively in today's show notes. <laughs> And it's three episodes in a row as well. So yeah, oh. it's a ATP 104. You can check that out. It's right in the very, very beginning. You guys so. are going to see a real bump in those listener numbers. Woo-woo! <laughs> so no, it's very kind of you to say. Um, it is crossing a little bit into the feels area, so I apologize for encroaching on this podcast on the other podcast. Well, that's why we're going to talk about Microsoft today. Oh, cool. All right, I'm in. Do we, uh, do we have any other follow in, out, up, or down? Not currently. All right. Do we want to uh, talk about someone that's a friend of ours first? Yeah. Why don't we do that? And then excellent. And I, and I have like a I have a smorgasbord of things today. Excellent. Most of it we've been putting off for like six months. So let's oh, see cool. if we, let's see if we even get past relay or fills. <laughs> let's see if we can do that. <laughs> Alrighty. This week's episode of Analog is brought to you by our friends over at lynda.com. It's time to invest in yourself and start learning something new with a 10-day free trial to lynda.com. Lynda.com is used by people all over the world. It's used by millions of people who are trying to learn something new. Maybe you want to learn a new hobby. Maybe you want to learn some new skills. Maybe you want to... You want to get a raise at work, or maybe you've just there's just been this burning thing you've always wanted to try out, or you've got a new way that you want to try and make money. So you want to learn a bit about I don't know about podcasting, or maybe you want to learn a bit bit about just business, or maybe you want to learn a bit about marketing once you come up with that business idea. Lynda.com can help you with that stuff. You'll get access to all of Lynda.com's courses. You'll get to view their tutorials on tablets and mobile devices with their apps for iOS and Android, and you'll get to see the new courses that they're adding every single week. One of the really interesting things that, that um, I've seen there and that Linda's pointed out to me I've mentioned it before, is something that they call Code Clinic, which is a series where each month Linda.com issues a code challenge, um, and they have a bunch of authors who have complete, who have very different uh, programming languages and skills and, and that kind of stuff, try and, uh, try and like beat this challenge in their own style. So maybe if you know one language and you want to learn another, it can be a really great way to compare different ways of attacking the same problem. Um, It could just be a good way to try and expand your mind a little bit when it comes to development. Um, Talking about development, they have courses on the foundations of programming if you're just getting started or if you're, you know, maybe you're a little bit more experienced and you've been developing with Objective-C for a few years and you're thinking about that Swift thing that all the kids are talking about. Linda can help you with looking at how to migrate your projects. They have some courses on that as well. But it's not just development they have stuff on everything we've spoken about photography on this show before they have courses on on lightroom uh the soon to be departed aperture i'm sure they'll have courses on photos.app when that comes out as well but they also have courses you know about practical stuff like lighting and how to snap the perfect portrait so you can go and sign up for a free 10-day trial to lynda.com by visiting lynda.com slash analog if you enjoy this show and you you know, want to help support us, that's a great way to do it. Just go and try them out. I'm sure that you'll also find something really good for yourself in there. I challenge you to go and learn something new. Thank you so much to Linda.com for the support of this show and all of Relay FM. Excellent. So you want to uh, relay me some feels, Mike? Yeah, there's, there's been some good stuff in there recently. Um, and the way that I look at it, like in case you've suggested something, 
Um, and it's a serious suggestion. Some of the some of the the, the funny suggestions, whilst I read them, um, they we they we may not ever ever get to them on the show. I love you guys, but this is you know we need to cry on this show. We don't need to laugh. <laughs> Um, uh, and so what I, uh, sometimes like I just pick things out or sometimes I leave things for a future date. So if you hear me say something, if you hear me, like me talk about something and you said something a while ago, it doesn't mean we won't ever get to it. Um, I keep that document as like a running document and I, I prune it when necessary, but I do have a couple today. If you, if you would permit uh, me to do so, Casey Liss. It's your show. Mm. <laughs> I don't know about that. So this is from, uh, Jose, uh, Jose. On Twitter, he wrote in, um, and he was. This is kind of kind of interesting, um, and I, I'm interested to to have this conversation with you actually. So Jose asked, since we already talk, spoke about music a couple of weeks ago, is it maybe time for us to talk about fashion? Casey, uh... Lewis, what is your personal kind of stance on fashion? That it's a thing. But like how okay, so do you have a style? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't I I don't I don't think I do. I very rarely dress up. During the work week, long sleeve button down shirt, jeans. During the weekend, if it's fall or winter, sweater, jeans. If it's spring or summer, polo shirt. Shorts or jeans. That's about the extent of it. That is my entire wardrobe in a nutshell. All right. Where does this come from then? Because that's now the Casey List style. Uh, I guess. Well, it um, is because it's it's your style. It's what you wear. It's how people would recognize you from a clothing perspective. I guess. Um, I, uh, so my first... I had a job that I was at for a little over a year right out of school that by any official measure would be a real jobby job, a real J-O-B job. But in reality, it was a bunch of old video game programmers who, you know, didn't really care about anything like fashion. So I used to go to work in shorts and flip-flops and a t-shirt. And that was not unusual. So did all my office mates. Then after that, I got what uh, a different job, which by every possible measure was a real honest-to-goodness job. It was working for uh, Northrop Grumman which is a big defense contractor here in the United States. And I, I believe they're international. But anyway, so I had to wear like a proper business casual outfit every day. That typically meant some sort of black, I can't say pants, so I'll say trousers, uh, black trousers, uh, dress trousers. Um, God, that sounds so unnatural to me. Uh, and a button down shirt and dress shoes. Then after that job, I went to a place that jeans were okay. And so I kept the button down shirt because I felt like, well, you know, I should probably at least slightly pretend like I'm dressing up because I am going to work after all. So I, to this day, I have kept the button down shirt, which is almost always tucked in and jeans and some casual, um, sketchers. I don't know how to describe them, but they're, uh, they're, they're casual shoes that look sort of kind of nice. Nice enough that I'll wear them in front, of, in front of a client without feeling bad. And then in the weekends, basically, I mean, jeans are comfortable. So I, if it's coldish weather like it is right now, I'll continue with jeans, continue with the same Skechers because they're the most comfortable shoes in the entire world. Uh, we'll have to put a link in the show notes. And um, I'll – no, seriously, they're the best. And um, and then I'll put on a sweater in the cold weather or in polo shirts and the warmer weather if i'm not wearing shorts actually come to think of it you're the reason that i found these sketchers hang on a minute we need to go back here because well th- don't let me forget this story though because there's a story here but carry on back no no, no i as in you need to tell this story because i i don't know how i have how i have led to this ah, okay so it wasn't you personally it was actually um your brethren when it was 20 20- well, that's not even nearly the same oh close enough you're all you're all the same you're all british um, so anyway, uh, it was 2010, Aaron and I were going to take our last big vacation before we had a baby, which ended up being four years later. But anyway, uh, we were taking our last big vacation before we had a baby. We were going to London and Paris and we were talking to our travel agent, uh, at AAA. That sounds very like a hoity toity, but it's, I mean, AAA is like, you guys have like double A or something like that. It's, uh, it's a, a national car club. The automotive association. Yeah. Well, I think the tri- AAA is American Automotive Association. I we think. don't need to define where we're from because everybody knows what it means. 
Yes, yes, yes. Well, anyway, um, <laughs> I deserve that. Uh, so anyway, uh, we were talking to this woman, uh, the travel agent, and she had lived in Europe in the past, like, you know, 10, 20 years prior. And we were asking, you know, hey, when we go overseas, what do we need to do to not just reek tourists? I mean, obviously, we're going to look like tourists, and that's okay. But what do we need to do to not just smell, figuratively speaking, like tourists? And one of the first things she said was ditch what I would call sneakers. And I think you guys call trainers. Is that right? Yep. Okay. So ditch the trainers. Don't even think about it because you're going to look ridiculous. Um, I think she, I don't remember, remember if she had said the jeans were a bit of a stretch in and of, itself, of themselves. When but did you come to London? 2010. Yeah. I don't, know, I don't know when she was in London. Uh, I don't know. I would assume 10, 20 years prior at least. Yeah, because none of that advice is useful. Even the trainers part? Yeah, I wear trainers every day. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're not like white trainers. Like, that's what we would oh, see Oh, that's America. true, actually. She did specifically say, now that I think about it, that that you can get away with like a black sneaker or, you know, a, some other kind of color. Well, they've got but- like color in them. Mm-hmm, but like but, the, p- Americans are known for wearing like uh, pure white sneakers. Yep, I have a pair. Yeah, that's and the thing. Pure that's, white. That's it's a very American, almost thing. pure. And like we look at that as like you're an American tourist. <laughs> so she was right on that part. Jeans. I don't. I don't know what she's talking about. All right. So anyway. So and they're like up- bright blue jeans. Oh, uh, well, I don't think they're bright. I mean, I wouldn't describe them as bright, but I have no fashion sense, so who knows? When you turn um, the lights off at night, can you still see them? No. Okay, good. It's not that bright then. Are we talking about jeans? Anyway, so, um, so yeah, so I, I needed a pair of something in order, you know, some some shoes in order to walk around in that were hopefully as close as you can possibly get to sneakers without actually being sneakers. Um, and so I ended up with a pair of sketchers and I'm trying to find them real quick and I'm not multitasking well. Um, but there was this pair of sketchers that were like the most comfortable darn shoes in the world. Um, and so I've been wearing them pretty much every day ever since then. And so it's because of Britain that I have the shoes that I'm, that I have. You've replaced them though, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm probably on pair 10 at this point. Okay, good. I'm just checking because that's a long time. Because it surprises me that you wear the same trainers all the time. Well, I wouldn't call them trainers. Sneakers. I would call them shoes. Yeah, but... but we would call them. No, no, no. They look more like a shoe than they do an athletic shoe. No, but I know the brand and, and like I would still not call that a shoe. Because they're not like they're not like leather or suede or right. Ah, uh, no, they're suede, I believe. Hold on, uh, let me. Uh, okay, you keep you keep talking. And I'm going to find a darn link and we can end I, this debate once. And I for know all. of sneakers. Uh, sorry, like what are Sketches? So you said? so there are yeah there the brand Sketchers. There absolutely are some that look a lot like what I would call sneakers. That that is completely fair. Okay. I don't know. Man, I can't find it. It's killing me, Mike. It's killing me. Uh, I'll have to put it in the show notes later. I really want you to see these now, though. Well, I'll see them. It's okay. Well, I mean, you've seen them. You've seen them on me. Uh, Skechers Urban Track Browser. That's an odd name for a shoe. Are they kind of like New Balance? No, those are the white shoes, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Okay. Yeah, no, they are. But I, I know what you mean. Okay. One thing before we carry on, we have to do all we can to never let Matt hear this. <laughs> it's so true. He's going to absolutely kill us. Oh, I found them. I'm putting a link in the chat. You can look now and see. Okay, let me go and look now. And they look pretty much exactly like that. Loading. Yeah, no, that that I I know what you're saying, but I I don't. You would really classify see that as shoes. a trainer. Yeah, they're not shoes. They're they're closer to trainers than shoes. Okay, that's fair. In my opinion, it's just my opinion, um, but I can see why you would wear them as shoes and I can see why people would, would let you get away with it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. It's like apparently a casual Oxford. Oxford's in your area. Sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so... I think like kind of the thing that people are looking for in asking this question 
is probably to hear the like the answer that you've given, which is like I found a thing that was fine for me, and I live with that, and and that's kind of what what becomes just what I wear. Like I found a thing that I like. It's not too much aggravation. Please stop me if I'm putting words in your mouth. And it fits for me and it works and I'm comfortable in it. That's 99% true. I'd like to put an asterisk on the end of that and say, I haven't gone to the point of wearing like the same exact outfit in terms of like the same shirt every day. Because that's what Marco does, right? He has like effectively the same clothes. I mean, I've seen him in other clothes, but in, in an average unremarkable day, yes, he wears the exact same thing every single day. Right. Not the and same. And that's not me. And in fact, one way that I, f- I, in a lot of ways, I don't feel like I have any particular good style to myself. But if I go to WWDC, I wear basically the same thing as I wear to work. You know, I wear a button down, a long sleeve button down shirt and jeans and my beloved Skechers that we just talked about for way too long. The only difference being I, I allow myself to leave my button down shirt, a button down shirt untucked. And with respect Woo-hoo. to yeah, woo. Uh, <laughs> with respect to all of the other people that attend WWDC, I am easily one of the most not well dressed, but formally dressed. I mean, I wouldn't say I, I'm dressed formally, but does that make sense? Like everyone else is in a t-shirt and shorts, and here I am in like jeans, something that I would consider a casual shoe, and a button-down shirt with a collar. I mean, just the fact that I have a collar on is remarkable. Yeah, this has reminded me of a story that I wanted to tell, which I'm going to tell in a minute, which was part of a different thing, a different topic. So I'm going to put that in there for, for in a moment's time. Um, so, well, What would you say is your personal style? Right. So it's interesting because I think fundamentally, I maybe subscribe to the idea of I, I find what I like, right? And, and I know what I like. However, ah, I don't really know how to say this. However, I think I subscribe to more conventionally stylish things than you do. Okay. I'm not offended by that, but I, I, I don't think I understand it. So let, let's unwrap that a little bit. So, like, for example, currently at the moment, like, uh, my favorite clothing brand is Levi's. Mm-hmm. And I buy a lot of my clothes from Levi's at the moment, and so, and I kind of the the clothes that I wear are more of like a current fashion style, maybe than okay, as in like that I do still currently not massively because I don't spend a lot of money on clothes, um, but I still try and conform to a particular style of the time. So, like, for example, still currently, because it's still working, luckily, um, check shirts are a thing, like flannel shirts, that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, hence, the like, lumber sexual, which is a term which we've used quite <laughs> hilariously. But so this gets into the beard situation for me. Okay. Which is something that I want to touch on. Okay. So many times Casey has, has expressed to me his horror uh, over my facial hair situation. But like, but the thing is, like, it's very stylish, right? It's 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 a choice, but beards are cool right now, and they have been for a while. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe it's going to go away, but it's like I I have had facial hair since I was sixteen because I just prefer it. I I'm not sure I could grow a beard now, and you've had it since you were sixteen. Oh, but when I was sixteen, it was not a good beard. Uh, well, but you didn't know that at the time. And no. did anyone really have a good beard at 16 years old? I mean, come on. No. Well, I did have a friend who was a twin, and he clearly got more hormones than his brother, and he was really hairy. But anyway, <laughs> um, that was a weird tangent. But it's like it's – so I kind of, in the same sort of way, like I have – I try and stick to a similar type of thing. However, I'm more willing to break out of that bubble still, mm-hmm. I think. I mm-hmm. I used to be really into the way that I looked, like clothes and fashion was like a big thing for me when I was a bit younger. So I think I may always have a little bit of that in me, um, but like I don't put as much time, effort or money into it as I used to. But I do like to still feel like when... Okay, so when do you ever feel... Mm, 
the questions sound so loaded and I really don't intend them to be because people can take this stuff quite personally. Yeah, we're, we're all friends here. Do you ever like, do you ever think, do you ever look in the mirror and say, I look good today? Um, or is that just something that you never think about? I, I don't, I think that I look passable on just about any given day. And is that something that makes you feel happy? I don't, I understand the question. I'm, I'm hemming and hawing because I don't think it does. Like, I like feeling as though I don't look like a slob. That right. makes me happy. But that can be, and it's perfectly acceptable, I think, to be enough. Yeah, and, and I and I think I see what you're driving at. And yes, I think that generally speaking, for me, that is enough. Every great once in a while, I'll have some occasion wherein I'll dress myself up a little bit. You, I remember you sending me a picture of you in a tuxedo once. So you look very dashing. You look like James Bond or something. <laughs> I probably told you I look like James Bond, which is probably... No, I, you did look really, really good. Oh, well, thank you. Um, when was I in a tux lately? I cannot remember. It was a long time ago. Was it? it wouldn't surprise me. Um, but anyway, but there are times that I'll have an occasion to dress up. For example, um, when I did my CocoConf talk last year, and I'll be doing another one this year, um, I wore what I would call my mega, mega air quotes, skinny jeans, which really aren't skinny jeans at all. They're just not like completely, completely baggy. I, I really want to see what you consider to be skinny jeans. Oh, you would laugh so yeah, hard that- <laughs> because you would probably call them loose jeans, but because I usually wear jeans that are probably eight times too big for me, because sure. that, that's just how I prefer them to feel and, and fit. Um, these were my quote unquote skinny jeans. And I put on a, uh, a what was actually a suit jacket, but it served the purpose of being just kind of like a sport coat. Maybe that doesn't even work for all I know, but I felt like I looked pretty good. And I, th- and I thought I, I thought I, I was proud of myself. I thought I looked good that day. Um, I was uncomfortable as crap because the skinny jeans are uncomfortable as crap, but I thought I looked pretty good. So this is like a, th- a thing like I, I, when I, tr- when I am leaving the house, I like to look good uh, or like to be- like to feel like I look good. So I still have that thing in me. Um, I mean, I'm out of shape, which is a whole other thing, right? So it's like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it looks at how, you know, you can never feel really that great if you feel like you're out of shape, right? But it's mm-hmm. whatever. I, I still feel like I look smart, right? Like today I went out to meet a friend for lunch and I felt like I looked smart when I left the mm-hmm. house. I was wearing a nice mustard colored jumper, Casey, which I, I, what I got for don't Christmas. Know. What, what, is, what is a jumper in this context? Uh, is that like a sweatshirt? guess so it's like a hoodie no it was like a cable knit jumper oh, a sweater sweater yes oh okay yes, a sweater see the problem is you call them sweaters and sweatshirts like that's so confusing yeah well sorry it's so confusing to me americans you know jumpers see sweatshirts. here's the thing the the fact that you guys I, maybe it's just because we have a language barrier between us, <laughs> but the fact that Europeans and, and Brits seem to take even the vocabulary pretty seriously, that to me plays into the American stereotype or, or the, the stereotype of Brits and Europeans as a whole, that you guys just care a lot more than we do. Like Californians care how they look. Californians care how they look. Because it's always gorgeous outside there, and so they all have no excuse not to exercise constantly, and so they adult, they all do exercise Whoa, constantly. And also, because you wear less clothes. Yep, that's true too. And so they all they're all everyone is like freaking beautiful out there, and um and and so the Cal- Californians take it really seriously, particularly Southern California. I, I bet Northern California would probably take offense at what I've just said. Um, and then Europeans seem to. And middle, the middle of America and the East Coast outside of New York City doesn't really care. So I don't really know where we went with that. Yeah, we <laughs> I, have, I, I know that we're here now. This is taking such a turn. <laughs> I know that we're here. But this, I think this was the conversation that I was expecting to have. But all of this was to say, like, I just wanted to, to, to bring up like, and to try and understand like, what I knew there would be a difference in us. But I don't think it's that far apart. Like, it's just a slight difference. And and it might be because I'm younger still. Mm, I don't think that's the case. Okay. It's a fair point, and you might be right. But I suspect, knowing you like I do, I suspect that when you're 
my age, which is to say 104 by comparison, um, I think that you'll still want to look as you would put it smart. Looking smart is not really a phrase here, but I understand what you're saying. However, I do spend an incredible amount of time in t-shirts and sweatpants now, though, you know, naturally. <laughs> well, you never have to leave the house. Why, would, exactly. why wouldn't you wear that? But even then, actually, that's an interesting point. Like, when I just very recently, since Declan has been born, I've taken to more often than not coming home and changing into sweatpants. I'll usually leave on my um, my button-down shirt because I don't find it uncomfortable. And I actually don't find jeans uncomfortable. But I'd say maybe one day out of two, I'll come home and change into sweatpants. And I never used to do that ever, 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 ever. Um, and for whatever reason, I've started doing that now. And so I bring this up because I almost... Part of me wanted to look good, maybe for Aaron, maybe for me, maybe for both, but I wanted to look decent even around the house. So, I don't know. That's a little different. Yeah, I mean, I still, I still want to look good for my girlfriend, but she now, she now sees me in t-shirts and sweatpants all the time. But uh, you know, at least when when we're going somewhere, I want to look nice because <laughs> she comes home and I've been here all day. <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> hi. Have um, you have you skipped showering yet? I don't shower that often anyway. I take baths. Seriously? Yeah, I'm a bath That's so slow. I like them, though. They relax me. I mean, hey, each their own. Uh, Are you a evening or morning bather? Now it doesn't matter. (laughs) I guess there's no difference, is there? Uh, Genuinely, I take one whenever I feel like it. (laughs) Good God. All right, when you were working for the bank, what did you do? Evening, because any moment I could spend in bed, I would want to. I have never loved you more than I do right now. Everyone, <laughs> everyone in America showers in the morning, and I think it's revolting. I don't know why would you do that. Just stay asleep. Just sleep a little bit more. Well, no, it's not even that. It's that you you go about your day, and you get like sweaty and grimy. Even if you're sitting in an office all day, at some point or another, you've gotten a little bit overheated, or you've got some sort of grime on you. And what do you do? You come home, you change into pajamas that have had a week or month or years worth of whatever of grime on them. And then you get in bed and spread that grime into the bed. It's the most revolting thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, but then but no, but then the thing is like if you bathe in the morning, you're freshening up to go out in the day again because yep. you probably sweat like quite a lot at night, right? You know. And- Occasionally occasionally which is why on a very great once in a while when i get that bad in the morning then i'll shower once at night once in the morning although that happens very rarely i don't i just i think it's disgusting to get into a bed not freshly showered that's just ew all right why don't you save us by telling me about something that's awesome I still have a story about about t-shirts and WWDC, which I've wanted to tell for for ages, and you've given me a reason to, so I will. But Excellent. I want to uh, talk about a new sponsor to the show, and it's called, and this company is called Bushel. Now, Bushel, the long way of saying what they are, is a cloud-based mobile device management solution for the Mac, iPhone, and the iPad. Basically, what this allows you to do is it's uh, it's all in the web. It's like a, as I say, cloud-based solution, and it allows you to manage iPhones, iPads, and Macs that can be for people that are in your small business or in your team. But what makes Bushel different to other solutions that are like this is that you don't need to employ an IT manager or read a stack of IT books to understand how to use it. It's been designed to be used by anyone. So what Bushel will allow you to do is to take, say, for example, say you're in a small team or say you have a small business, maybe you've got like four or five iPhones, for example, and you want to be able to set everybody up with work email, work calendars, and the apps that you use in the office or in your team so that you know you can just easily get everybody set up and maybe you need to then because you work with some sensitive documents you need to enforce everybody to have passcodes on their phones bushel allows you to set all of these devices up super easy with these profiles and you can manage them all remotely so for example one of the really cool things that I found that they that Bushel allows you to do, you can install apps remotely on people's devices, but you're also able to silo those apps. So say, for example, someone that you've in your business used Dropbox, but the files that are in Dropbox, you don't want the person that has the phone to be able to share to other apps because they could have personal and private information on them. You can lock Dropbox down with Bushel so the the files that are inside can't be shared with other apps. I didn't even know you could do this on iOS. Yeah, how is that even possible? It's it's all to do with like, I mean, I'm, I'm... 
this is just from having a quick conversation. I'm sure they've got information about it. It's to do with like the enterprise stuff and like the device profile management. Mm-hmm. So it's like the same sort of things that you'll get in enterprise companies and in schools and stuff like that. That's the technology right. that Bushel is taking advantage of. But they have a really simple user interface. You can go to their website, bushel.com, and you can see it. It looks fantastic. It just looks like a really beautiful web app. And they have designed it with the goal in mind for basically having this type of IT management for somebody who does this as part of their bigger job. So you don't need to basically dedicate your entire day to looking after this stuff. That's what it's been made for. It's been made for people that have to do this as part of their function, but not as like, this is all you do. So like you are the owner of a business of five people, for example, and you want to make sure that everybody has iPhones. You don't even need to provide these devices. Bushel also supports like bring your own device schemes so people can have their own iPhones, their own iPads. You can put all of these settings on and stuff like that, but it doesn't affect their personal device. So like if you if they lead the company, you could take away the apps you've given them, you can take away the settings you've given them with, with them, you can do it all remotely and it doesn't affect their device in any way. I was so blown away when they were telling me about all this stuff. It's like I didn't even know you could do half the things that you're telling me you can do. It's really powerful, but it's also really simple. Bushel gives you the control that your business needs about you having to lose all of your time. Go and find out more and sign up right now at bushel.com. The first three devices you register will be free for life. And for any more, it's just $2 per device per month. If you work with people and they have iPhones and you just need stuff for your business, you should be going and checking them out because you can try them out for free, right? For We're up to three devices. So thank you so much to Bushel for supporting this show and Relay FM. That is pretty crazy. It was just one of those things they were telling me. And I'm like, are you sure you got this right? Because that doesn't sound <laughs> possible. And they're like, no, Mike, I'm pretty sure we know what we're doing. <laughs> you know, It's like, yeah, you're probably right. You made it, not me. Oh, goodness. All right, so tell me a story about WWDC and T-shirts. WWDC 2013. So So not this past year, the one prior. My first WWDC. The time of that we met. The time that we met. I spent an incredible amount of time thinking about what I was going to wear. Even though it was all T-shirts. That's the point. Because that, but because that's the language of your peers at, the, at that particular event. Exactly. Sorry, I, did I just totally ruin that? I'm so no, sorry. No, no, no. You are, you're totally thinking along my lines. So usually, and what I did last year and what I'll do this year, is I will bring some t-shirts maybe for the daytime or whatever, if it's warm and just doing anything, you know, just hanging out. But in the evening or most days, I would like to wear shirts like I usually do, like button-down shirts, um, mm-hmm. some description, because that's what I like to wear. It's what I feel most comfortable in. Um, when I'm socializing or around people. It's, it's the way that I, as I say, I feel good in them. However, I decided that I had lots of nerd t-shirts and that, WWE, do you remember WWDC 2013? It was nerd t-shirt apocalypse. Oh yeah. Do you remember that? Like everybody, everyone was selling t-shirts. Everyone. Mm-hmm. It was It was insane. I don't know why it happened, but it did. And everybody had t-shirts for sale and I bought loads of them because I was going to be there. And it was partly because I wanted to make a good impression on people. So like, for example, basically what I did was I spent so much time working out whose t-shirts did I need to have. (laughs) Do you remember what you ended up going with? I know that I had uh, the hypercritical shirt. I remember that one. The ATP shirt was last year, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I know that I had a Daring Fireball t-shirt. Um, oh, it's, 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 I can't remember a lot. They're, they're the two that I remember. Was that the year of Marco.org shirt? I think. Maybe, but I don't think I bought that one because it was an incredibly uninspired design. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very gentle way of putting it, but yes, It just right. said Marco.org on it. No, I thought it said Marco.org shirt or something oh, like that. Oh, did it? Yeah, it probably I think did. that's right. Yeah, and I, I think my favorite is John's because it was yellow. I bought the yellow oh, one. Oh, yeah, I did not buy the yellow one. That is crazy talk, and I hope he never listens to this because he's going to kill me. But no. The, the yellow was the ultimate design. It was fantastic. Color. Oh, he, he swears by it. I think it's ridiculous. It's, fa- it's brilliant. I loved it. Like the Roderick on the Lion t-shirt, I bought the red one. Because I have so many black t-shirts. That's true. <laughs> you know? That is true. Um, so, yeah, I spent so much time thinking about it. And I was happy that I did it. But the whole time, I, I was just a little bit uncomfortable. 
Because? It's just not, again, it's just not like, it's just not what I feel most comfortable in, in those sort of situations. I feel more confident. I feel more confident in like shirts and stuff because I, if I feel like I'm smart, if I, if I feel smart, uh, I feel like I'm, I've got more confidence. Okay. That makes sense. Now, when you say comfortable, I'm genuinely asking, is that because you feel more physically comfortable in no. like what I would call a button down shirt or just because it, it gives you that confidence that you, uh, that you emo- for? emotionally comfortable? Okay, that's perfectly T-shirts reasonable. T-shirts are answer. more physically comfortable. That's why I don't wear button button down shirts all day. You right, know, right now, like I wear t-shirts. I'm wearing my ATP t-shirt again right now. <laughs> that's funny you say that because I was listening to Connected, mm-hmm. and you had mentioned that you were wearing it then as well. Which is why I told happy. you. Which is why I told you. Just remember, everybody, we record those shows back to back. Like I haven't been wearing it for four days. I just want to. I just want to let you know because when the people hear this, it's Sunday. Right, we record on Thursday. Ah, that's we record true. Connected on Wednesday. I haven't been wearing this shirt, although I do have two of them. That is also true. You're welcome. I love it because I don't know what one's the right one and what one's the wrong one. Oh, it I, has nothing to do with what's on them. You can tell by the spacing and the. No, color. remember we had this conversation in a. Do you do you remember you and John were trying to explain this to me at last year's WWDC, and you can't i know what you're saying to me but i you put them side by side maybe i can see that there's a difference but i don't know which one's the right one and which one's the wrong one it's all just the matrix to you mike mono spacing i mean all i know is the word i don't even know what it means i genuinely don't know what it means (laughs) oh goodness all right anything else on fashion you want to try to squeeze in one more topic i think we should there isn't anything else on fashion and there is something else that i wanted to talk about Excellent. Um, I tell you what, I want to ask you this one quick ask upgrade, but then there's one thing that I want to close. Ask upgrade? Yep. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Ask upgrade. Uh, Jason, can you please tell me what you think? No. Um, Oh, my goodness. So this comes from TMUs1 on Twitter, and they asked, how much TV, iPad, or internet, for example, do you expect allowing Declan to watch or use? And obviously this will differ on age age ranges but do you have any sort of feeling about that is that something that you and Aaron thought a lot about um we've talked about it briefly but I mean at this point he can't even grab onto things yet so it's not really an issue um I I don't know on the one side I'd like to keep him away from that as long as can reasonably be expected on the other side um I pretty much sat on the computer all day from the time I was maybe 10 until well, now, and it's all in all worked out okay for me. You know, I, I think I've turned into an okay guy and I make an okay living. And, and so it's not been so bad, but it doesn't, it's as a parent, I'm already starting to find out that it's very much do as I say, not as I do. Um, in summary, I'd, I'd like, I'd like to think that we will keep TV and, and, um, iPads and iPhones as, Either emergency, um, like parachutes, so to speak, when we're some out somewhere and we really need him to calm down because he's freaking out, or it will be a very, very sparse thing that's only for like half an hour a day or something like that. In reality, it probably will be a hell of a lot more frequent than that, but I hope not. See, I uh, obviously this isn't something that I put an awful lot of thought into yet. But, like, I do think to myself, like, I look at screens all of the time. So, like, why is it? I don't think it's a problem for me. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying about myself, yeah. too. It's just, I think part of that, though, is that, and I'll I'll only speak for myself, I didn't really get hugely into the computer until I was at least slightly human. I mean, like I said, I think it was roughly 10. Yeah, because there wasn't really that much to do on them. Exactly. And and I think having that foundation of understanding that there's a world outside of ones and zeros was important. And I'm scared Man, that... I hated that world, though. <laughs> well, you know? so did I. In many ways, so did I. But <laughs> it's important. And so I hope to I hope to keep him away as much as we can, as long as we can, but I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, we will never let him look at that. We'll see. I mean, as it turns out, even now, if we have the TV on because we're just watching TV or whatever, and maybe he was napping, let's just say, and we bring him downstairs to where the TV is, and we put him on the ground on like one of his little play mats, on, on, like, on the carpet on one of his little play mats, if the play mat is oriented in such a way, is it oriented or orientated to you? 
I, I think I say orientated sometimes, but I believe that is completely incorrect and that word does not exist. I feel like it's a British thing. I feel like I heard that on uh, Man versus Wild all the time. But anyway. I have no idea what you just said. Oh, you don't know about Man versus Wild? Oh, it's the best. It was a TV show from years ago. It was uh, Bear Grylls, who was a British like special forces yep. guy. And he would go, he would get dropped in the middle of no, this might've been a BBC show. Oh, okay. I know Bear Grylls. I, I, I haven't, I don't recall the name, but I know what he does. Okay. Yeah. So it was that. And then it turned out he might've had a lot more help on those than he had let on. And yeah. that was a big brouhaha and blah, blah, blah. Well, anyway. Um, so, so yeah. So if the, and that, I, that's what I, I brought it up because I always heard him say orientated and I always thought it was so funny. Um, so if Declan's on the floor on the carpet and the play mat that he's on is oriented in such a way that even if the TV is behind him, our TV is mounted on the wall. So it's fairly high up. So a lot of times if I'm not careful, I'll catch him looking up at it. And I don't think it's because he's you know aware of the fact that it's a TV. It's just moving lights and sounds, but it occurred to us, Oh my God, we need to be more careful about this because we don't want him to get like, as silly as this sounds, you know, hashtag first time parents, but uh, we don't want him to get like addicted to the TV from three months old because that would be terrible. So we're trying to be aware of it. We're trying not to allow him to watch it. But again, we'll see what happens. Give, give, fast forward two years, he'll probably be living on his own old iPad or something like that. We'll see. Uh, orientated is British English. That's what I figured. Yeah, I just I just googled the word orientated and it said orientate uh past uh past tense orientated because you orientate things and you ever heard the term orienteering? Uh isn't that like following a map? Yeah. Okay. We used to do that in school. Right. I have one last thing I want to talk about. Uh but before we do that, let me take a moment to thank our friends over at Squarespace for helping support this week's show. Squarespace are the all-in-one platform, that fantastic platform that helps you create beautiful websites. When it comes to giving yourself a place online, there is nowhere better than Squarespace. They are great for personal websites, professional websites, portfolios, online stores, anything you need, Squarespace can do it. For a free trial and 10% off, visit squarespace.com and you want to use the offer code FEELS at checkout. I have love, I love and have always loved Squarespace's fantastic templates. They, especially now, the Squarespace 7 templates are absolutely beautiful. They've added more and more and more. They're always adding more with their new releases. They add more all of the time. But they added like 15 new ones when they introduced Squarespace 7. They just look fantastic. They've worked with different people in different industries like musicians and artists to make sure they create templates that are perfect for those. But even those templates, you can like tweak them and, and you can use their great editing tools to basically make it look exactly as you want anyways. You can kind of take one template and make it the exact way that you want it to look. Their page building system is so powerful. It allows you to just basically drag and drop stuff around the page. You can build it and make it look exactly the way that you want. Squarespace websites, you start with templates, but you can modify them to look exactly how you want, right? So you go to people's websites and they look a certain way, but you'd never know they were Squarespace sites. Like, and and I know that this has happened to Casey today. He asked me a question about <laughs> somebody's website. He didn't know it was a Squarespace website. And I told him it was because I knew that it was. Like, yep. um, Stephen, uh, my co-founder, he, 512pixels is his website. It's a Squarespace site. Um, the Square, The Relay blog and the Relay store is a Squarespace site. I've used them for years. I'm such a big fan of their stuff. Squarespace 7's gotten even better. They have stuff like cover pages, which allows you to create single-page websites of all of the power of the full Squarespace site. They've partnered with Getty Images to provide you with a great deal on awesome photography at just $10 an image. And they've had the great stuff that they've always had, like their rock-solid, fast hosting, uh, their Squarespace commerce platform, which allows you to sell physical and digital goods. It's what we power the Relay FM store from. They have 24-7 support with live chat and email and just so much more. If you sign up for a year with Squarespace, you'll get a free domain name, allowing you to choose exactly what you want your website to be called, and they have plans that start at just $8 a month. You can sign up right now for a free trial, no credit card required to do this, and start building your website today by going to squarespace.com. And when you do decide to sign up, make sure that you use the offer code FEELS, that's F-E-E-L-S, at checkout, and you will get 10% off your first purchase and show your support for this show. Thank you so much to Squarespace for helping us out today. Squarespace, build it beautiful. 
there's a couple of things that are interesting about the differences between our fine languages. Um, Squarespace is, is what I would say rather than Squarespace are because it's a product or a company. Oh, and... Right. Okay. We're going to get into this. No, 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 I'm not saying I'm right. No, no, I'm no. just saying I've been waiting to talk to you about this for ages. Okay. So what I, did see I just this, do, I see this as a very fundamental thing and, and I don't know why this doesn't make sense. I try as much as I can to say is because it makes the most sense to you people. <laughs> But okay, so I'm going to use Apple, right? Because this is the one that I hear a lot. Apple is announcing, or mm-hmm. like Apple announced, and you refer to Apple as like a singular thing, but there is no singular thing called Apple that does anything. Apple is a sum of the people within it. That's the difference. Like, that's how yeah. I see it. Like, Apple are a group of people that do things. There is not a singular being called the Apple that it launches products. Like, Apple do it together. Yeah, that's true. That's the I way I think of it, anyway. And, and, and I think you're probably right. It's just, for whatever reason, probably because we're all capitalist pigs, um, in America, we think of of an of a corporation as a singular entity. Like that a singular is literally being. what the, the feedback from the chat room is right now is Doug Beale said not legally. And I get that, but like, do you really think of them that way? <laughs> like, that yeah. Be, mm-hmm. really? And I don't, I'm not saying okay. I'm right. I, I'm not, I'm not proud of that or anything. I'm not, you know, when I make fun of you for ridiculous things that British people say, this is not one of those times. But that, um, the same legal things apply here. We just don't think of it that way. And And I think yours is, perhaps a little more granola, but also a a more positive way of looking at it. The other thing is earlier in the show, a while while earlier, you said whilst, and I wish I could get away with that, but it's like, I I don't think it works as well. I try it every once in a while and I don't think it comes, it comes out right coming from an American accent. It's the way that you pronounce the vowels. That's the problem. It it, whilst doesn't work. You have to say whilst. Hmm. Okay, I'll I'll try. I'm not going to try that now because it'll be awkward. But I'll I'll try it. I'll drop it on you at some point. We'll see if you notice. <laughs> well, I will notice it immediately. Yeah, you probably. Or it'll be one of those things where it's like my ears prick up, and I'm not a hundred percent sure why, but I know something's <laughs> off. Something is amiss. I just wanted to talk uh, about. Goodness. I wanted to just get real for a minute and talk about some raw emotion. Mike, uh, I've been real this whole time. <laughs> you're always real with me. I can tell when you're not being real. <laughs> That's true, actually. Um. I achieved uh, a life's Milestone. ambition is 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 too big to say, but like I might as well say that. Uh, I was on Mac Break Weekly this week. Now, I like th- that is so incredibly huge for me. Like I can't even begin to explain how much that meant to me. When did you first get exposed to MacBreak Weekly? The day that it started, in 2006. And at that time, you were approximately how old? Oh. Just give or take a couple of years. I need to, I need to do some sums. Hang on. <laughs> you need to do some maths? Yeah. Talk about a ridiculous thing that British people say. It's just math. I was like 17 or 18. And And okay. And so that was roughly 10 years ago. So for 10 years, you've been listening to this every week, like most weeks, every uh, once in a while? For a long time, it was like my favorite show. I don't listen as often anymore. I'm still subscribed to it, and every now and then I will I will get it. But it's like all Apple shows, it's a long show, and it's not like my favorite anymore. Um, but I listen to it's one that I listen to more often than not still, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. But it's like yeah. if I've... If I've if things are starting to appear again, like if I see another episode of ATP, you know, like, and I haven't even finished the last one, then like Mac Break Weekly is one of the shows that I cut. Bear in mind, I subscribe to like 50 podcasts or something. Yeah, that's like ridiculous. That. I listen to lots of them. Um, but I have been listening to Leo for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Like genuinely, I do this because of him. Like, You would got- say he's a hero? Oh, completely completely and like he is the pioneer like he's the reason that we're all doing it um Mm -hmm. and it's like the fact that i got to talk to him 
and he was v- extremely complimentary of me and I, I still can't work out why uh and it was just this it was just such an incredible such such an incredible experience and it was really like i i met a hero and it was just so fantastic i was just completely over the moon and and i, I don't want to give it away because but it happened because a friend made it happen. Um, and if that person's listening, I just want them to know that I love them very dearly um, for, for helping make this a reality. It was just a a complete career-defining moment. I said it. Um, I, I was talking to like to family about it because I was so like gushing, and and I genuinely meant it. Like if if I had to retire tomorrow. I will have felt like I have now genuinely, and I mean it's achieved everything. I, I have, now I have achieved everything I would have wanted to achieve. Is that okay? I don't mean to turn this negative, but I've already I've already started. So now I'm committed. Is that good or bad? I don't think it's a bad thing. Now I just need new goals. So that is the best possible answer I can think of, actually, because I, I I think I would be a little bit scared if. If uh, if I felt like I had accomplished everything I set to, set out to accomplish, I think I would be scared that I would not be driven anymore. And I think you've hit the nail on the head. The right answer is, well, you've got to come up with something new, right? So, like, um, you, you remember, like, we spoke about our goals. Like, they're my goals. What what I mean more is like when I started, um, when when I started doing this, when I started podcasting, or I started to feel um like this was a thing right that i was interested in i had like a in my mind like a list of the things that i would like to achieve one day mm-hmm. and i've now completed that list so like that, now how how amazing does that make you feel i can't even begin that this is the thing like i it was like a pure bucket list moment right i i have now been on a show like the next thing right so like i would love to be on twit now mm-hmm. like the 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 titular show but i don't need that because mm-hmm. i've been on mac break weekly like the key is like talking to leo as a like a peer was just this thing like they have like a multi-million dollar studio like it's <laughs> i am recording from my bedroom <laughs> right but he was he was talking right. so kindly uh about about me and about us and the stuff that we do and it was the whole thing was just so like incredible and very emotional for me luckily as as i believe that i am professional uh i wasn't nervous when it was happening and i was totally focused which that's a really interesting thing that's happened to me over time like i get really nervous leading up to it um, and then feel really incredible or like terrible afterwards. But when I record now, no matter who my guest is, I am completely unfazed. Or no matter who I'm talking to, I'm completely unfazed whilst recording. Yeah, I think I feel that way about a lot of things, not just recording. So I'm right there with you. Because like it used to be, like you know, I remember the first time I spoke to Merlin. Oh my god. Oh, I was like, I was a me- like for like a week i was a mess i was just an absolute mess i remember this is so terrible i was like shaking in nerves oh i don't blame you and uh, actually you and i were talking privately um earlier today and i was saying you know how good the episode of um inquisitive with you and merlin was and i think i said to you he'd probably be, be better on this show than i am um merlin is just annoyingly good and i mean that in a complimentary way not in an angry way he he's so good and he's so fast um we were talking before the show you and i about how you and matt are so quick on your feet and i wish i was i was quicker like that well with respect merlin's in a whole different stratosphere i mean he's just so his mind works so fast i i can barely keep up and and like if he it had me, literally no idea what I was throwing at him, but he but he rolled with it yeah. flawlessly. In yeah. fact, there was something he said. I forget exactly the words he used, but it's something along the lines of, you know, saying that you don't that you need to love what you do is is BS. You know that that's a red herring or something like that. He said it in a much more eloquent way. Yeah, and and here it was. That was almost like a back to work moment. Yet it was on inquisitive, and it was something that he just kind of 
farted out, you know? Yeah. And I don't mean that dismissively. I mean, it was just, that's Merlin being Merlin. It's just the God, stuff that I, he thinks of and, and does. And he's he's so good. And yeah. so, and I bring this up to say that I would have been freaking out as well. Like, oh, you know, yeah, if, man, like, because where did I become a big fan of Merlin? Macbreak Weekly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it was just this, so like, you know, the, the th- probably if I can think back, like the things that I would have wanted to do, like, I, you know, if I think, oh, I would love to have a hundred thousand downloads of something, you know, mm-hmm. and I've mm-hmm. done that. Um, I, you know, I, I would have loved, loved to work with Dan Benjamin. I did that. Like, would love to to talk to Leo, be on Mac pre Weekly. Like, I've done all of those things. I would love for it to be a a business for me one day, and it is. Like, it's. You know, that's what I mean, like those like bucket list moments, like I've completed them now. So that, that and that's perfectly fine because now it's kind of just like, well, how far can you take it, baby? You know, yeah, that that's that's it now It's like how how big can I can I make it? And so like now, like sky's the limit. Um, there is still scare you. Does it scare you that you feel like? even the most ridiculous thing that you could fathom when you were first starting out as a, as a professional podcasters, um, even that you've accomplished. So does that, does that come with any sort of fear? Again, I, I feel like I'm a negative Ned today for some reason, but, um, does, does that make you scared? Like what, what could be next? It could be anything. Uh, no, I just feel incredibly proud of myself. <laughs> You should, and I, that that is the again <laughs> that is the right that is the most right answer. Because I, I you know came from I'm like a true Rocky story over here. Like came from the bottom, and I've made it to what I considered to be the top top, top that I could be ever, and I've done it. Like I've done it, which is amazing. Like Mister Toot his own horn over here, and like so I feel really great about it. So now it's kind of just like well you've done all of those things, so now you need to just go and make your own dream, like. Mm-hmm. You know, it, now you can kind of just just do whatever you want. Like, okay, so I w- I I want to have a studio like they do at Twit that mm-hmm. has got people in it every single day, and they work for me and with me, and we make incredible stuff that's on all day every day. Like that 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 can like that. I'd love to do that. So that's like a bucket list moment again, right? So, but now, like that was never something that I considered because it was just. That was too too far ahead, you know, like even for a dream. Like it doesn't even make sense you'd have that dream if you didn't achieve all the other things before it. Sure. So just wanted to say it because it's kind of like if I feel like there's one place where I can talk candidly about these things, it's this show. Um, yeah, absolutely. Because it's kind of what, you know, there's this, there's this old TV ad um, in the UK for a... Um, like a paint ceiling uh, stuff. It's called Ron Seal, and it's like to protect against like weather, you know, Mm -hmm. like so it doesn't let leaks leaks into your house. Uh And the phrase for Ron Seal is does exactly what it says on the tin. Oh, that's where that comes from? Well, I mean, that's it's a phrase, but when people say it in the UK, like that's, yeah, we all all associate it to Ron Seal, does exactly Uh what it says on the tin. You know, that's the, they always <laughs> okay. knocked on the top of the tin. Uh, right. So there you go. So I, yeah, I don't even know where I came for that. Ron Seal, quick drying wood stain. There you go. Huh. So you've accomplished, you've accomplished everything one could reasonably set out to accomplish. Does it, um, does it make you feel uncomfortable that there are people that are listening to this that think to themselves, man, I, I hope one day I'm on inquisitive. It's just ridiculous. Like to me. Because like I've had people say that sort of thing to me recently, especially like over the last couple of days, because I've been effusing a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. It kind of is like it just feels ludicrous to me. It's kind of just like, yeah, I know, but like I'm just Mike. Like, yeah, but know. Leo is just Leo. Yeah, but Leo's shows are like ten to fifteen times bigger than mine. Well. Still, but it, it, oh. but I get the idea where it's like act, that. Actually, in somebody's mind, isn't the thing anyway. It's not the number. It's like the way you feel about them. Yeah, absolutely. 
I mean, it was a big deal for me when you asked me to be on Command Space. Now, at the time, I don't think I was near as invested in in being a podcaster as as you were uh, up until the moment you you started on MacBreak Weekly, um, which which is a weird way of saying I don't think that that dream is an is a fair comparison. But I was extraordinarily flattered when you asked me to be on Command Space, and and. I don't remember off the top of my head. I'd have to look at my list on my website. But to my recollection, you were one of the first people to ask me to guest on anything. And I felt like you asking me to... Yeah, it was my second guest spot Aww. on uh, September 11th of 2013. I mean, what a great and, day to, to be yeah, to do anything. That's actually my little brother's birthday, too. Poor guy. Oh, man. But, uh, yeah. But uh, no, it, it. I felt like that gave me a modicum of... Authority isn't the right word. Um, of authenticity, I think is the word I'm looking for. That someone other than me wanted to ask about me, about me, and and it was one of the first times. And I felt like that gave me a lot of authenticity that I wouldn't have had otherwise. And so I didn't. Again, I didn't dream about it for a long time because I was still new to the whole environment. But it still meant a whole lot to me, and and being asked back meant a lot to me. I think I came back twice. Is that right? Once, twice, once, three once. times a lady. Um, yeah, no, okay. twice. I am twice. Sixty-one, eighty-nine, ninety-six. Yep, and now you'll never get another chance. Nope. <laughs> it's cool though. Uh, but no, it meant a lot. And so there are people that are listening, thinking, you hey, know, you oh, three man. times. That's yeah. yeah. There was a f- three times. Yeah, it was, it was a total of three times, right? Yeah, yeah. Sixty-one, yeah. eighty-nine, ninety-six. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, that's inc- that's really incredible, and. You know, I, I have a lot of these dreams, you know, similar dreams, you know, maybe not to the same magnitude because I haven't been doing this near as long, but I, I have similar dreams or places I'd love to be able to go, figuratively speaking and literally speaking. There's shows I would be, I'd love to be a part of at some point or, or just hosts I'd love to work with. You know, like I don't, I, I don't know when Merlin and I would ever be on a show together, but I think that'd be incredibly fun. It would scare the ever-living piss out of me, but I think it'd be incredibly fun. And, you know, does things along those lines. And you never know. Maybe it'll happen one day. Sky's the limit, my friend. It really is. I think that's about it for today. I think so. I've finished talking about myself, I think. Oh, stop it. It was, it was important to you, which makes <laughs> it important to me. I hope it's important to people listening. Or at least they found it interesting. If you want to find the show notes for this week's episode, go to relay.fm slash analog slash 27. Um, if you would like to find our sponsors, you should, you should support them. Linda, Bushel, and Squarespace have been very kind enough to help support us this week, and you should go and check them out if you enjoy the show, because supporting them helps support us. If you'd like to find me and Casey online, Casey writes his own little website over at caseylist.com. You should go there. He's, he's doing stuff. There's emoji there now, you know? <laughs> if, if anything, That's true. go to see the anchor and the pointy emoji. Yep, that's right. Um, which aren't even emoji, are they? What do you mean? They're they're images, aren't they? Oh yes. You're not using the Unicode spec. No, that's correct. Because stupid Chrome, which so many people insist on using, uh, doesn't yet support emoji. Once once Chrome officially supports emoji, I'll probably make the switch and stop using images. But that day is not yet, Michael. That's one of my dreams. <laughs> Luckily, <laughs> that will be achieved. Yes, they exactly. have said that they're going to be doing it. Um, you can find Casey online on Twitter as well. He's at C-A-S-E-Y-L-I-S-S. That's Casey Liss. And that's the same spelling if you want to find his website as well. That's right. You don't spell it differently there. I am at iMike, I-M-Y-K-E. And if you listen to this show and you don't have never listened to Inquisitive, please subscribe to Inquisitive. There's going to be something special there this week that I hope that you'll enjoy. Um, but we'll be back next time, Casey Liss. Uh, I would like to thank everybody for listening because they're so important to us. Um, And you're really important to me. So goodbye, Casey Liss. I'll see you later, Mike.